What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, this is going to be an important episode. Not that all of the episodes aren't important, but this is one that I really want to hone in on what creates sustainable change. And it's not what you think. I think that's the key is there's a way to shift your frame and to shift the way that you view nutrition and fitness and weight loss and sustainable weight loss. There's a way to shift the focus just a little bit to really dial in on what makes this process work. And that's really what I want to talk about. What makes this process work? It's not a diet. It's not a workout program. It's not supplements. It's not cardio. It's not lifting weights. There is a way to shift the focus that makes this process work. And that's really what I want to talk about. Uh, Before I do, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Uh, Because when you do that, it helps the show and it also helps yourself because you can win a free supplement of your choice every single week from one of our sponsors. We've got three amazing sponsors on the show, Legion Athletics, Cured Nutrition, and Organifi. And when you leave a five-star rating and review, I will pick one winner that will be revealed on the Wednesday episode. And that winner can get any product from any of the sponsors totally free. So if you are listening on your phone, you can just pull up the podcast app, click the search button, type in Mind Over Macros, tap the thumbnail, scroll all the way down until you see the ratings and reviews, and then submit your five-star review. And if you are not following or subscribed to the show, please do so. Uh, I can see already with uh, the turn of the new year that we're starting to get more subscribes and downloads uh, as expected. People start paying a little more attention and all the all the rumors and all the the things about, you know, uh, people ignoring health and fitness over the holidays and then the gyms are flooded in January. Uh, it's all starting to come to fruition. There is a reason why patterns exist uh, because they are. <laughs> repeated through history and and then we identify them and then we're like yeah that's not going to happen again but it keeps happening and that's not it's not necessarily a bad thing there's no you know right or wrong here if you kind of zoned out for the holidays i did too <laughs> and that's why i'm currently on a cut and uh yeah the gyms are crowded even at random times like i've been trying to go at random times where i feel like i can you know, get in and get out where it won't be crowded, but it's still crowded, uh, which is a good thing. It's nice to see more people in the gym. And um, yeah, I started my cut uh, this past week. I'm about, what is it? Almost a, a full weekend. I had one major blunder that was just such a stupid tracking mistake where my my current target is 2,300 calories for my cut. And I have about somewhere around 10 between 10 to 12-ish pounds that I want to lose on this cut. And uh, I had a mistake that I made that put me at around 2,800 calories for one day instead of 2,300. And it happens. Tracking mistakes happen. It was just a stupid thing where I didn't recognize the servings 
per container. And I had logged one serving where I actually ate four servings and, uh, you know, shit happens. So, uh, if you are, if you are tracking, just remember that it is an imperfect, it is imperfect, literally impossible to be perfect. So you can drop the pressure. You can release the stress. You do not have to freak out because even when you hit your numbers to the gram across the board, there's still a margin of error based off of nutrition labels and portion sizes and, you know, all this stuff that, and then just human error. So it doesn't matter if you are perfect because you're actually not perfect. So it's just a perception. So if you remove that perception and you recognize it as an imperfect tool, then you can just do the best you can track your progress and make adjustments as needed. So anyway, uh, before I get into the, the real heart of this discussion, uh, I have to, <laughs> I have to reference a post that I made, uh, yesterday. I'm recording this the day after the post was made and the post was on Instagram. And I had a feeling that this post would ruffle some feathers and I'm going to explain that. I want to, I like to explain the nuance behind it and, and why I felt it was necessary to make a post like this, because I'll, I'll explain in a second. The, the post was, uh, on Instagram. You can go to my account and see it and you can see all the comments. There's a lot of them, like 200 comments. And, at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, if you want to check it out. And it says, if popular diets change their names to be more accurate. And then it says, Optavia, eating disorder in a box. Noom, the antithesis of psychology based. Weight Watchers, causing weight regain for 60 years. And in parentheses, no matter how many times we rebrand. Macros Inc., you're just a number. Keto, thief of joy. That was the. You know, it was like a tweet post where you can see um, that was like the the picture, the image. And then the caption, I said, I said what I said, popular diets are popular for a reason because most people gravitate towards instant gratification and the promise of fast results. Don't be fooled by their success stories. They wouldn't dare show you the after after where their customers end up fatter with a worse relationship with food. That doesn't sell. Real change requires behavior change, habit change, lifestyle change, and personalization. None of these programs slash diets deliver any of the above. I'm sure I'll get some hate in the comments, which is fine. I'm not saying their success rate is zero, but it's pretty damn close. So if one person succeeds for every 20 people that fail, should we really be celebrating? The sad part is that these programs will continue to rake in millions of dollars by preying on the vulnerabilities of people who want to lose weight and want it fast. Be better. Be the person who seeks true change, sustainable change. You deserve better. Okay. So most of the feedback that I got was, you know, this is spot on. A lot of coaches shared the post. And then there was a large uh, portion. I mean, I would say the majority was that type of feedback. Uh, But then there was a lot of people, as I suspected would happen, that came in. So I'm going to tell you like the two different types of comments. The first is somebody sharing a, a, a personal experience with one of those programs. Like I did Weight Watchers successfully. I lost, you know, a hundred pounds and have kept it off. Amazing. Or 
you know, my girlfriend did Noom and had great results and has kept the weight off for years. Amazing. Which is what I was saying in the caption when I was trying to explain. That was the first type of comment. So, of course, there are exceptions. And at the end of the day, I want people to find what works best for them. And if it happens to be one of those programs or one of those diets, then amazing. I'm happy for you, genuinely, because that's all I truly care about is people finding long-term success. So that was the first thing. Then the other side of it, the, the other type of comment um, was people basically saying like, you don't have to put down or talk shit about competitors or, or demonize these programs or diets. And that's like a really bad, uh, it's like a bad look for you. And <laughs> I understand the sentiment, but I'm going to explain why, why I feel it's necessary and why I don't regret it even in the slightest. And I will likely continue to speak out against programs like this. The way to explain it is because I actually agree with the, the sentiment of like, you know, don't, I don't, I don't view any of those as competition first and foremost. I don't think that there is competition period across the board. I think at the end of the day, if we really care about health, like we say we do as coaches, as you know, these programs would claim, then that's the most important thing. If we really care, it doesn't matter where they go. If we really care about health, then uh, there is no competition. It's let each individual find their path to true health and wellness and long-term success. If we're on the same page, then then there is no competition. So then the question is, why do I feel like it's necessary to trash talk or badmouth these particular diets and programs? And the reason is simple because it's like this. If you were to witness somebody being bullied in school, let's say your kid, would you speak up 1000%? Okay. Now you might be like, oh, that's a stretch. How can you compare a diet or, or a coaching program to somebody being bullied? It's actually not in my view. Again, this is my opinion. In my view, it's not that far off. Consider that 20%, over 20% of women who go on a diet will develop an, an eating disorder. Okay. So the damage that we're causing is pretty dramatic. Then also consider that the most common outcome, the most common outcome for dieting is weight regain and a worse relationship with food. Is that far off from being bullied? Now, I understand what you're probably thinking, which is, well, the person who's being actually bullied, like in school, doesn't have the choice. Like they're not signing up to be bullied. Whereas the individual who's signing up for like Optavia is making a conscious choice. However, and, and I agree that that's where we can kind of delineate, but however, it's important to understand that marketing and manipulation and preying on vulnerabilities, like, there is a level of kind of brainwashing that goes into it. You know, it, it's kind of like, I don't know if you watched the documentary on Netflix, which was super fucking disturbing. Um, and it was the Twin Flames documentary. And it's about this cult, um, if you haven't seen it, where they promise people 
that they can find their true love. Like your true love, your twin flame is out there. We have the formula to help you find it. And it just be, it's like, you know, a cult led by two narcissists who brainwash and manipulate people and then get them to do crazy things. And you're, you're watching this and, and all you can think about as you're seeing is like, how do people believe this to be true? But then you listen to like uh, psychology experts and people who have been studying cults for you know decades and who have all of the expertise in this area and they always they say the same thing they're like it's easy to believe it wouldn't happen to you these are normal everyday people they're not crazy they're not any different than you and I like this is what happens when you are in a vulnerable spot when you are searching for something that you deem important and meaningful and wanting to lose weight, just like wanting to find true love, right? There's a vulnerability there. You are susceptible to hearing all of the things that you want to hear. So it to me, if I view something as being harmful and damaging and almost like an injustice, I will absolutely speak out against it with zero fucks given if somebody doesn't like it. Because yes, we can have an open dialogue and you know, quite frankly, the only the only real pushback I got was because I mentioned Macros Inc, which ironically I was putting together the post and the original post basically said, you know, like like purely macro-based coaching. And <laughs> the funny thing about that was the when you're on when you're doing like a tweet post you have a character limit and it was too long so i just picked like i was trying to find a, a way to summarize and and ended up choosing macros inc but it could have been any macro based that's just like look i used to work for one of these companies i know what it looks like where it's purely Macro coaching and nothing else, like these programs that have tens and thousands, tens of thousands of members, and it is purely macro based and really nothing else. Again, you're you're doing people a disservice, and it's causing more harm than good. And most people are unsuccessful. I've seen it firsthand because I've lived it. I've witnessed it and I've talked to plenty of people. That was like the the biggest pushback that I got was, well, how could you include them or us? Because mostly it was macros and coaches that came swarming in. And I get it. Like you should believe in what you do, but I also am allowed to voice something that I deem as harmful and damaging. And otherwise I completely agree. Like there's no reason to deep, like, I'll actively speak out against people who demonize carbs or demonize fruit or demonize seed oils or demonize artificial sweeteners or anything like that because I don't believe that to be helpful. It creates a lot of fear and unnecessary stress about things that aren't really, you know, it's it's dose dependent and context matters and all this stuff. Um, so I completely agree with not demonizing things uh, based off of just you know, you're trying to spread fear. And I and again, I'm I'm doing this from a, a perspective of I actually believe that those programs and diets cause more harm and are more damaging than they do good. Now, 
once again, the caveat to that is I 100% believe that there are success stories, real success stories from every single one of those programs, from all of them. However, the vast majority are unsuccessful. And that's the part that we don't see. That's the part that nobody talks about. That's what I'm trying to expose because it's not, again, the people who are, who are coming at me and like, oh, you're just trying to uh, put the competition down. There's no competition. I have hundreds of coaches in my network that I would gladly refer out to that do truly understand what it takes to create long-term success. Now, here's the thing. If you take you know, if you take myself, if you take Pop, if you take all the coaches that I know that are amazing coaches and, and plenty that I don't know that are amazing coaches. And if you put all of our, you know, clients um, together and the people that we've worked with throughout the duration of our time as coaches, our, there are going to be people in there who were not successful, but most of the time they are. And on the flip side, if you take these other programs and, you know, a lot of people who are trying to defend some of these programs, like, of course, you're going to isolate the small percentage of people. But here's the thing. You, it's, it's just unreasonable to assume that a fad diet or a starvation diet or a Mac, like a glorified macro calculator is going to create more success than failure. It's just unreasonable. Again, I've witnessed it from behind the scenes. I've seen it as I started my career in that role as a macro-based coach. I saw the data from tens of thousands of people. It's not pretty. And I've also spoken to a number of people who have gone through the process, so I have insight. And, it, and, and the thing that really frustrates me is we're allowed to have differing opinions. I'm allowed to stand up for something that I believe in. I'm allowed to say, hey, people deserve better. I'm trying to spread the message of sustainability. And yes, there was some humor thrown in there, but like that that's part of it. That's part of how I deliver the message. I also think that it's it was a little bit funny, but there was a lot of truth there. And we're allowed to have differing opinions, but here's what happens. Some of the people come in and they're like, Yes, you can have your your opinion that's not that's not factual. It's like can you be more blatantly biased and so shut off to a different possibility than than what exists in your brain? And the and the answer is no. Most people can't do that. There's there's a quote that I always circle back to which is humans are willing to challenge any belief except for beliefs that we don't know we have or beliefs that we really believe in. Like it's it's the equivalent of, you know, like I had somebody who was like, I used to have respect for you, but then you said this about macros inc. And now the respect is out the window. Like, that's insane to me that you can be so biased and dogmatic that you can't even be open to somebody having a difference of opinion on on a company or a program or a way of doing things or a diet. Imagine like that would be the equivalent of me being like, you know you know, this religion, like, I don't really agree with how this religion operates and functions. And you're like, well, that's it. I have no respect for you. Like, this is the only religion that you're allowed to believe in. It's so asinine that we just exist in this dogmatic bias. Now, here's here's the part of that where you're like, well, aren't you biased? Yes, I am biased. 
because I have my own experiences that I've like, we all see the world through our own biased lens. So my biased lens is I have witnessed the damage that can be done. That is done with fad diets, unsustainable programs and all the, and all of that. So yes, 100% I am biased, but, um, I'm, I'm open to that. Like, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's not, uh, come at it from my opinion is fact. And your opinion is, is bullshit. It's, it's ridiculous. So if you want to understand my reasoning behind each of these things, like, first of all, Optavia, I said, eating disorder in a box. The reason is because you are telling people to eat a thousand calories, which is nowhere near enough. You're telling people that they have to be really strict because you're only allowed to eat their meals and their approved meals outside of the ones they provide for you are wildly depressing. It's not enough food. It's not enough energy. And we know for a fact that chronic calorie deprivation like that does lead to worse health outcomes and mental health outcomes. Okay. Again, Going on a diet like that, there is a strong risk of an eating disorder. Uh, when I said Noom is the antithesis of psychology-based, they claim to be psychology-based. They also label food choices. That's like the cardinal sin of, of a relationship with food, a healthy relationship with food. If you want to destroy your relationship with food, start labeling foods as good versus bad. Now, they don't say good versus bad. They just color code it like this is a red food that you should avoid. This is a yellow food that you should moderate. This is a green food. That is a form of labeling that has also been correlated with a worse relationship with food. And by the way, people who have a dichotomous viewpoint on food, meaning they view it as, as good versus bad, have been proven to have a harder time maintaining a healthy weight. Okay. Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers has an arbitrary point system. They constantly change their point system around arbitrarily. It is also pretty restrictive and they consistently brag about repeat customers, meaning they have been public about this. When people leave Weight Watchers, they oftentimes come back to Weight Watchers as if that's a good thing. To me, what does that tell you? That tells you that people can't sustain their results. So they come back. That's like somebody going leaving. They finally got out of a toxic relationship and then went back into that toxic relationship. And the person who was toxic was like, see, you couldn't live without me, could you? <laughs> right? Like, and then the macro based thing, um, you know, keto is pretty obvious. I called it the thief of joy because it's unsustainable. It's unnecessary. You're eliminating your, your primary fuel source. Um, it can cause a whole host of metabolic issues and it's just unnecessary. And then the macros thing, once again, if you're a glorified macro calculator, which by the way, if you are trying to service tens of thousands of people with a macro-based only approach, then you are a glorified macro calculator. Now, here's the thing about macros. Macros can change somebody's whole viewpoint on food. Like macros can be the thing 
that opens you up to this world of possibility where you're like, you know what? There are no good versus bad foods. I can make anything fit within my macros and and eat, you know, mostly quality foods and then have my fun foods. And I don't have to feel guilty because they fit my macros and I can still lose weight and I can still be healthy. Macros absolutely can be a vehicle for change. It can be a very rewarding and empowering thing to learn. On the flip side, it can also create a lot of stress and obsession. It can also lead to disordered tendencies, which is why it should not be something, in my opinion, that is just a cookie cutter, zero personalization. Now, a lot of a lot of the, the macro, and once again, it wasn't like I'm coming, this, this was macro-based coaching in the generic sense. I just so happened to use a representative and I could have used any representative, but I just chose one that fit my character limit for this post. But the point is, it's very rigid. The way that they do things is very rigid. You have to weigh your food raw, then you have to weigh your your protein cooked, and then you know there's you have to weigh your veggies. There's there's very because again they're trying to help people lose weight, so of course they're going to be super strict. But what happens when you're super strict? It doesn't really hold up against real life. Most people gain the weight back. Most people burn out from tracking. Most people uh, find it to be stressful. If there is not the lifestyle behavior change variable included, I believe you're doing more harm than good. We have to be able to insert macros to a lifestyle change, behavior change, habit change, not just live and die by the numbers. And that's what a lot of these companies do. They they teach people to live and die by the numbers. And that's not healthy, in my opinion. So, and I've talked to people like the, the number one question that I ask when I have somebody who comes from more of a generic macro-based coaching company, the number one question that I ask is, did they ask anything about your how your body's responding? Like biofeedback, are they paying attention to your energy, your hunger? your cravings, your mood, your sleep, digestion, things that communicate stress levels that, you know, things that communicate how your body's responding. And most of the time it's either a flat out no, like what's that? What's biofeedback? Or it's, yeah, not really. Like there was a couple things, but not really robust. It wasn't really that in depth. It was more about, you know, did you hit your numbers or did you not hit your numbers? Um, and once again, I've experienced that. I've witnessed it on a mass scale. I know that it's ineffective. Um, my opinion from my own, again, from my own experience and my own biases. But if I see something that I feel like is doing more harm than good, then 100%, I'm going to call it out. Um, and it was funny because somebody was like, well, when, anytime I see a post like this, then I want to go and run and try these other programs that you're bad mouthing. Like, by all means, do that. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying like people have to make their own choices. And that's like saying, you know, when I witness somebody talking bad about bullying, it makes me want to be the bully. Okay, great. Go do that. You know, make your own choice. Um, if I were to, you know, badmouth the, the Twin Flames cult and you're like, well, now I want to sign up for Twin Flames. By all means, you are an adult. Make your own decision. I just feel that if the purpose, if the goal is for us to truly help people, 
shouldn't we be looking at ways to increase the level of success that we're having across the board? And the level of success that we're having across the board is a massive failure. Why are these programs becoming more and more popular, earning more and more money, and yet people are getting fatter, sicker, uh, diet failure rates are higher than ever? Like, what, what am I missing? Now, everyone, it's, it's so funny because everybody wants to point at the individual. And I agree that you have to take ownership. You have to take responsibility for your choices. However, that does not absolve the companies that are creating way more failure stories than success stories. That doesn't absolve them. That again, it's like, well, you could tell, you could tell the person who is being bullied, like, you don't have to go to school. You know, you don't have to uh, take this, you know, let's say it happens on the way to school. Like you don't have to walk to school in this direction. You could walk a different like you're putting all the onus on the individual. Whereas, yes, there is absolutely responsibility that needs to be had, but there is also responsibility on the bully. So if you feel like I'm I'm fine. If you feel like my analogy is is crazy. That's that's great. Let's have a let's have a discussion about it. Um, I feel like if we're driving people to more weight gain, if we're driving them to a worse relationship with food, if we're driving them to more disordered eating behaviors, based off of data, just just look it up for yourself. Go if you don't believe me, just go into the Google machine and research how. Prevalent are eating disorders post diet, or um, how many, even women in particular, how many women develop an eating disorder from dieting? Just look it up for yourself. And then you can make your own conclusions about whether I'm speaking up against something that's harmful or not. That is the reason why I'm so passionate about it. It's, it's not just to badmouth for the sake of badmouthing, it's not. For anything other than when I see some bullshit that's being done, I'm going to call bullshit and not a lot of people like that, especially when it goes against their existing belief system that they don't even realize they have. And that's the part that gets me every time is like the just the lack of awareness around how dogmatic and biased and you're so set in your ways that you're not even open to a different way of thinking. It's just unfortunate. That went that whole tangent went on for way too long. So let's actually, by the way, if you if you would like to talk about it, if you want to have an open dialogue, if you want to have a discussion, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I would love to hear. Uh, you know, again, I've I've talked to people who've had great experiences with all every single one. I had somebody who told me about how long they've been on keto and how much they love it and how it fits their lifestyle. Amazing. I had, you know, uh, a few people t tell me about a positive experience with with Noom and Weight Watchers and um I had s actually not maybe like one or two that said uh Optavia was the thing that got them started and then they developed a healthy lifestyle off of that. All of them. I I'm I am all about the success stories. If if somebody has had a great experience, in, in my opinion, it's more the exception. So what I want to have a discussion around is the averages. 
I, you know, we can talk about the exceptions. We can talk about the success stories all we want. What I want to know is on a, on a large scale, are we helping more people than we're hurting? And that would be the dialogue that I would love to have. Um, because one person, like, again, one person having success with something doesn't really tell me anything, right? Like, think about it like this. If I go to Vegas and I put my entire life savings on black, like everything that I own is on, is riding on this one spin of the wheel and it hits and I just doubled my net worth in one spin of the roulette wheel. And I start talking about how the smartest investment strategy is to put all of your net, your life savings, put it all on black. That's, it worked for me. How can you say that that's not a successful strategy? And then, you know, thousands of people do it. And guess what? Some people will hit, some people won't. So who's right? <laughs> like that's, what, I want to talk about the, the law of averages on, on a grander scale. I don't want to hear about the one-off success stories because it doesn't really tell me anything. So let's talk about this on a grand scale and, and then tell me, you know, if I, if I need to rearrange the way that I'm thinking about this, but um, yeah, I'm open to it. Message me. Let's, let's have that. Let's have that chat. I want to take a brief pause in this episode because while we're talking about helping people on a mass scale and trying to do more good in the world than we are doing harm, uh, it's important to recognize people that are doing that. And I think Organifi is doing that better than most, um, putting out high quality products uh, across the board, being very intentional about the ingredients they use in their products and the quality control and and all of that is uh, truly impressive to see and to be a part of. So um, I just got my order of Sheila Jeet gummies, which I've been missing because we ran out and uh, they were on, I think they were on back order, but we've got our restock. Uh, we just got some more Harmony for Mel. I got some more crisp apple green juice. Um, so I'm feeling good about uh, my Organifi stock. And you know, it's part of my routine now, the Sheila Jeet. Um, our stepson takes it now that he started um, wrestling and he's also lifting still. Uh, that's like one of his favorite little pre-workout re routines, take some Sheila Jeet gummies. And um, he's got a pre-workout that he takes as well. But um, the Sheila Jeet, he's obsessed with. Um, so I start my day with my my green uh, crisp apple green juice. I end my day with some gold chocolate, especially now that I'm cutting and on a fat loss phase. Uh, that's like even more important for me because it kind of gives me that little dessert flavor. I actually tried the Harmony last night, um, even though that's typically Mel's thing. Um, I wanted to see the difference and they taste pretty similar. The gold chocolate and the Harmony is a cacao flavor. And it just depends if you're uh, a woman that wants more like hormone balancing, then Harmony's better. If you want more of like a relaxing kind of shut your brain down, then I would go with the gold chocolate. Um, but it just depends on what you want. Uh, everyone I think can benefit from uh, some some green juice. The crisp apple is the best tasting greens product I've ever had. Uh, if you want some Sheila Jeet gummies because you want to help uh, with some some energy performance, uh, there's so many health, but I think that's the next adaptogen that's going to be like pretty mainstream. Kind of like we talk about ashwagandha and rhodiola, and a lot of people know you know how amazing they are. Sheila Jeet is like the dark horse that I think more and more people are going to talk about. So get ahead of the curve, get some Sheila Jeet gummies. Um, I take collagen from Organifi, uh, especially as I'm approaching 40, want to be a little more intentional about joint health and uh, you know my hair and nails and skin and all those wonderful things that we can take care of with some collagen. 
So um, Organifi, you get 20% off all of their products by being a Mind Over Macros listener. You can go to Organifi.com slash popfam. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M and use code POPFAM at checkout. That's 20% off all of their products. And uh, it's you know it's nothing but the best of the best in quality and ingredients. So you can feel totally confident that uh, they're doing they're doing a lot of good. And that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Organifi.com slash popfam. And now let's get back to the episode. So Really what this leads us to is how to reframe this entire process to make sure that it works. How to reframe this entire thought process to make sure that it works. And I think ultimately the the part that we often forget is that it's the product of all of your lifestyle choices that have put you in a position where you're seeking out quick fixes or fad diets or you know short-term results. And that's not going to change if the habits and routines and behaviors don't change. So the reframe is thinking about like, I'll just give some, some real life examples. So a lot of times I'll talk to mostly women, um, but some men too. And they'll tell me about the thing that's keeping them stuck. Like I have 20 pounds to lose as an example. And, you know, I really struggle because I travel a lot for work. And every time I travel for work, we go out for drinks, we have company dinners, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, food there that uh, isn't the best quality. And my follow-up question is, is this a constant in your life? And the answer is usually yes. And so the, the irony of that is, Instead of thinking about what diet can I do, right? Like this is the reframe and it's so difficult, but it's, it actually, it's, it's, it's simple. It's not easy. The reframe is I have to learn how to change that habit and pattern that exists in my life because it's a constant in my life. Not I should go keto. What about how do I navigate the work travel? How do I plan ahead? How do I get food delivered to my hotel room that's healthier? How do I make better choices? How do I limit the amount of alcohol? Like you're fundamentally changing how you act in a certain environment. And there's a whole thing about, about learning, which is you didn't actually learn until the conditions stay the same, but the behavior changes. So. If your solution is to do something that's not actually a lifestyle shift, meaning I'm just going to do keto until I lose the weight. I'm just going to track macros like this until I lose the weight. No, it's the conditions, your work travel in this example, stay the same, but your behaviors change, meaning maybe you only have one drink instead of four. Maybe you recognize you know, better quality options. So you start with a protein first mindset when you approach those work dinners. Maybe you look ahead of time and you find out where's the closest gym. How can I get some groceries delivered to my hotel room or my Airbnb or wherever I'm staying? That is conditions staying the same and behaviors changing. That means you learned and you've adapted 
and you have started to make lifestyle adjustments that support your goals because those lifestyle adjustments are lifelong. And now that's just one context. Now we can take that to any other context like, oh, I I always do so well during the day, but I binge at night. I always do so well during the week, but I overindulge every weekend. You know what's not going to fix that? What's not going to fix that is being like, well, I should just sign up for Optavia then. The reframe is it's a habit and a pattern that exists right now that has gotten you to a place where you want to change, where you're not happy with the results. The only way that it lasts, the only way that this process works is if you reframe it into the behavior and habit change that needs to exist. It's it's probably not in in the you know oh i i eat out of emotions or i eat when i'm stressed or i eat when i'm bored you're not going to fix that with a diet you're going to fix that with being able to regulate your emotions being able to rewire those patterns it's not just white knuckling your way through it that doesn't work you didn't actually fix the pattern You just tried to go force over force. We have to actually fix the lifestyle, the pattern, the habits. And that's why I say like when you have, uh, there's a whole litany of coaches that understand this, that know how to do this, that know how to insert behavior change and lifestyle change and habit change and, and rewiring those patterns that exist and making the process fit your life. And it's all personalized and it's individualized and it lasts forever. Because that's the only way that this works. It's not a temporary fix. It's not, well, I'm going to eat like this until I reach this goal and then I'm going to go back to being normal, quote unquote normal. You have to actually shift the lifestyle, the habits, the patterns, the behaviors. All of that has to change. Because if it doesn't, you're always going to get the same results you've received. That is the key to making this process work. Nothing more, nothing less. It's literally that simple. If you struggle with overindulging in certain contexts, that's the that's the roadblock. We have to reshift. We have to get out of that pattern. And again, it depends on why it's happening, how it's happening, all the that's there's that's the nuance to it. That's why it's so difficult for me to believe that these programs that have, you know, tens of thousands or even millions of users are helping more people than they're hurting because what it takes to actually make that change, I don't think that it can be done with a one to, you know, thousands approach. Like we're just going to send you this, you know, cookie cutter, you know, we're going to send you our meals delivered in a box. We're going to, you know, send you this uh, point system. We're going to do it just to me, it requires such a high degree of assessing the individual and those behaviors and those patterns and the lifestyle and that, you know, all that stuff. And then finding the correct path to rewire, to reroute. So that way, when you do find the urge to emotionally eat, you actually have a process for regulating your emotions. You actually have an outlet other than food. Because you put it into practice and then you've done it enough times to solidify that when the conditions stay the same, meaning you're you're triggered or you have an emotional reaction to something and the conditions stay the same, the behaviors change. That's the only way that this works. That's learning. Conditions stay the same, the behavior changes.
So to me, if we're trying to put a Band-Aid over it because we're like, well, in these work functions, I'm just never going to eat carbs again. To me, that's trying to place a Band-Aid over. That's trying to combat force with more force. That's trying to drain uh, your willpower and just white knuckle your way through it. Well, instead of figuring out how to change these behaviors, we're just going to count points at this meeting. Eh, I don't think that that's going to be really effective. And I would say that data statistics would tell us that that's already been proven many times over. You can look up diet success rates and you can see what happens to most people. Because most people treat it as a short-term intervention. I'm just going to do this thing until I reach this goal, and then I'm going to go back to quote-unquote normal. But we have to change normal. That's the thing. that The reframe is changing normal. Changing your default operating system. And it's such a highly personalized thing because, again, it might be work travel that gets you hung up. It might be, and uh, you know, you use alcohol as an outlet too frequently. It might be, you use fast food as an outlet too frequently. It might be that you, you know, binge eat too frequently, that you struggle on the weekends, that, you know, when the environment of, you know, your kids having a bunch of food, you pick at it. Like there's all these different things that are behavioral and habitual. And it you can't just cold turkey be like, okay, I just need to try harder. No, we actually have to learn what to do in those situations, and then reinforce the new pattern, the new outlet, the new way of eating that's not a temporary solution. That's a long-term forever solution. I hope that makes sense. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm on an island. Um, again, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being on an island. I'm fine with being the only one who views things this way. Um, you know, again, maybe I've been burned too many times in the past. Maybe I've heard too many horror stories. Maybe I'm clouded by all the people that flood my DMs or reach out to me and the shit that they've been through and the stuff that other coaches have told them to do and all of it. You know, I, I guess there could be a little bit of that, you know, selection bias where I'm talking to most of the failures stories from other programs and they're coming for answers. So that's what I'm hearing most of the time. I'm totally open to that. I'm totally open to being on an island and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's not that bad. I, I just, it's hard for me to, you know, see on a grand scale how we're helping more people than we're hurting with some of the ways that we're, we're talking about nutrition, some of the ways that we're approaching weight loss, some of the ways that we're, we're communicating to people and, or lack thereof. And it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. And I'm going to keep speaking out if I see something that I, I think is doing more harm than good. I'm going to speak against it. And if, and if that drives somebody to want to try that thing that I'm speaking out against, then by all means, go for it. And then we can have a similar conversation that I do with a lot of other people, which is like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I went down that path. I did it too. I've been there myself. I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end as well. Anyway, real change is not easy. Real change is, is it's simple, but it's not easy. Like I said, it's it's changing the behavior when the conditions remain the same. So we have to find out what those sticking points are. And sometimes those sticking points are are just 
totally ingrained, horrible eating patterns and a really sedentary lifestyle. You know, there's different layers to this. There's different levels to this. And that's why I just, I don't think that there is a cookie cutter, one size fits all solution to it. Um, regardless of, of, you know, again, we can, we can talk about success stories across the board and that's great, but I want to know what's happening on a mass scale. That's what I'm, what, what I care about is helping more people than we're hurting. So um, hopefully that makes sense. And uh, if you do want to have a dialogue around this, um, just reach out. I'm, I'm open. We can, we can talk about it and uh, you know, maybe we can <laughs> shift each other's beliefs and, and make some progress there. Anyway, uh, if you want to reach out, just hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and I will talk to you next time.